right. This is Ryan Rising. I am your host, Leonard O'Neill. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow, depending on where in the world you are tuning into this show. Okay, guys. I'm recording this, and I'm going to pop it up on the, on the internet, put it on my podcast as well. Okay. Um, I wanted to, do, to address some things that are not in the ordinary. There's my my ugly mug for those of you who are going to watch the MP4 version of the of this podcast. Depression. I want to talk about that. With all that's going on, I, I haven't had an issue, and I apologize. I want to apologize to the planet because um, I haven't had an issue with what's going on, and I hadn't really paid much attention until I heard that there was a you know, a lot of problems happening. Suicide rate up. Of course, I knew the violence were up and, and the murder rate was up, but I'm hearing that domestic dispute is up, alcoholism is up, and, and especially depression and suicide. So I, I kind of touched early on about, in one of the episodes, about how to deal with the coronavirus and being locked down, but I, I didn't um, follow up on that. And I feel kind of bad because I don't think anyone really is. And I think there's a, a really big portion of people who are uh, overlooked. And I think there's a group of people that you, you guys that are out there that are used to being on the move, moving, going places, flying from here to there, other countries, sports figures, athletes, stars, that kind of stuff. Not to mention people, the average folk that are used to being out and about and socializing and, and doing these things, um, you know, that now you can't do. I have family members who have a lot of anxiety because they're high strung. They're people that don't like to sit around and do nothing. They're very, you know, on, active and on the go. Uh, my whole family's that way. I'm that way. People say to me, do you, do you ever sleep because of the stuff that I do? You know, I mean, right now I'm sort of locked down because I'm with my mother who's 76 and at risk. I'm also at risk because I have COPD and asthma. But that's normal for us. Those of you who have these risks, you already know because you've been told by your doctors years ago, as soon as you got these ailments, uh, you know, if you have an autoimmune disease or if you have, like my mother has congenital heart disease, you have any of that stuff and COPD, you're told by your doctors already that the flu can kill you. Because you're already immune, immunocompromised, and if you get the flu, especially a strong strain of it, then you could get pneumonia and die, which is exactly the same thing that happens with the um, coronavirus. The problem is the coronavirus is, high, uh, is more contagious because almost everybody's asymptomatic, where when the difference is, and I talked about this before, when you have all the other viruses that are out there, um, it's only like 10% of the people are asymptomatic and everybody else knows, oh man, I got a fever, I don't feel good, Yee, yuck. Well, with the with this new strain, that comes into play because more people are asymptomatic. So you, you have it, you don't know you have it, you don't even feel bad because it doesn't affect you, but you spread it to other people. Now that's okay in the long term, but the problem is you go and see grandma, grandpa, that kind of stuff, or you give it to your kids, they go see grandma, grandpa. There's where the problem is. 75% of all cases that are been reported lethal are at the average age is 76 years of age with immunocompromised problems. 
Okay, so the so most of you don't have to worry about ever dying from it. It's just whether, whether you're going to pass it on to somebody who's going to pass it on to somebody who's got an issue and they might die. Now, I'm not saying that means you should just run out there and, and do whatever, but truthfully is, you know, if you just wash your hands and distance and do the stuff, that, then let me look, it's working. Um, I'm not going to give, you have to make up your own mind on that. But those of you who are following the guidelines and you feel trapped, it might be a little too late because now everything's starting to open up. However, we, we're only going to have, if everything opens up like today, we only have two months before the flu season starts up again anyways. And I don't even want to get into that on this because I'll get this kicked off air and I don't want to get this kicked off air, okay? So they're going to ramp it back up and they're going to try and lock everybody down again. And so that's what's going to happen, all right? Just get used to that idea again. I don't like it, right? But like I said, I'm going to stay out of the politics of it right now. So for those of you who are having issues you know, you can still go outside and, and hang out outside. You just can't run around and go to the bars that you used to be able to go to and do all that. But that's slowly coming back. Okay, so there is, what my point here is where the light is at, is at the end of the tunnel. We're far enough through the tunnel now that we can see the light, okay? And you guys need to understand that. It's really difficult, I understand. It is, and it's very depressing. It's, you feel alone, you feel trapped, you feel like you're in prison. And in some sense of, of, of the reality, you are. Because if you're, you know, you're, you're stifled and you can't do what you did before. So your mind is reacting like a prisoner does when they first realize that they're in prison. And because of that, you're angry and you're afraid and you want to make that go away. Right? We all do. <coughs> the problem is that it's not going to go away that quickly. And it may be just as bad this winter uh, as last winter, we don't know. This may, you know, I, I don't, you know, I don't want to get into the politics that you can watch my shows and my opinion on that. I'm not going to give you that here because, like I said, I don't want this to get knocked off the air. I want it to be able to be there for people. Okay. There are people that you can talk to everywhere about the, about having issues, and it's not wrong or bad, or make, or in any way makes you look weak in anyone's mind, if you say, I, I need help, I just need to talk to somebody, man, I'm freaking out, I don't like this, and I'm, call me, I mean, get me, get a hold of me on Messenger, and I'll freaking talk to you. There are people that you can talk to, you know, you have friends and family, and even if you don't have those people there, you know, you have the internet, there's, there, there's strangers that'll listen to you. You just have to find one that's not going to tell you to kill yourself, right? Because some people are evil and they would do that. So I don't know exactly how to fix each individual because, you know, that's still a mystery to even science. And, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm a, I'm a doctor, but I did take, you know, psychology classes when I was younger. I wanted to be a psychologist. Uh, but that's really hard work mentally, you see, you know, because we have to work with, you know, um, nothing but issues in people's minds. And some people don't want to fix themselves. You can't fix somebody if they don't want to be fixed. Some people, uh, they kind of want to, but they're not willing to put in the, the work to face themselves to, you know, to, to fix themselves. And I'm not saying you have to fix yourself because 
there's nothing wrong with you. You're just out of your element, like a fish out of water, and you can't breathe, and you can't see, and you don't know what's going on. You feel that pressure. You feel trapped. And there's no reason for that. But there is, right? It's this silent thing that we're all worried about getting, right? <clears throat> and then you have people shaming people. So if you go out and you don't have a mask on, whether you believe it or not, you, know, you get people shaming people because they're telling them to do that. And people listen to these people that they shouldn't be listening to. So, But just know that we are here too. I'm in the same situation. I've been doing it so much longer that this doesn't bother me because I have had to do this for myself and people around me for a long time, for many years, okay? Not just the last six months. I've been doing it for the last 10 years, right? Because of me having COPD, right? And asthma. So I've, I've had to do that for myself. And then I have people around me that have the same issues in my family because, you know, if you're in a family of smokers, everybody smokes, and so you all have issues. And my family uh, as a whole, and I'm the only one who's not on, on anxiety medication already, right? My direct uh, family unit, if you look at, you know, there's probably more prescriptions now for antidepressants than there ever has been on the face of the earth today, Okay. And that's because we, we don't know how to cope with this lonely feeling, but we're not really. I mean, you have people on the Internet. You have people you can talk to. There are groups you can go to where people are still laughing and having fun and, and you just can't touch them and smell them like you could as if you guys were all hanging out. Where are your friends? Get on the FaceTime with them on some sort of uh, app where you can see one another. It's not the same, I know, but... You know, uh, you have to you have to look at ways, find ways to alleviate that, right? Well, we've already watched everything on the internet. That's not true. I've already watched every movie in the library. That's not true, right? There's more channels now. If you have cable, even if you don't, you have the internet. You can go on YouTube alone and spend a lifetime there, and you'll never watch all the videos on there. So, you, you know, you, well, you, get, you get bored with it. You get bored with the same routine. That's just like uh, we hardly ate any fast food and we've eaten more fast food and gone to restaurants and ordered food and had it delivered or picked it up. Uh, in this last few months, I had to stop doing that because when it first hit, I started doing that, not to mention it cost a lot of money. But my I'm also a type 2 diabetic and my blood sugar level was out of control because I was so focused on the coronavirus and all of that, which entails, if you've watched any of my shows, you understand what I was doing, researching and all that, that I was eating crap and my blood sugar level was insane. I felt it, I sensed it, but I didn't do anything about it. I stopped testing my, before I knew it, I had stopped testing my blood for four months. It took me an entire month and a half to get my blood back in order. I'm still bouncing. Okay, and I had I had my blood work literally under uh, it was at five point five. So not not only the shot of under seven, what we look for as a type two diabetic, I was at five point five, which means I was not diabetic. I was able to control my blood sugar to where I could have gotten off of the medication. But I said, wait a minute, let's not. I'm afraid that if I do and something happens, you know, I'm my mother's sole caregiver. I have other family and, you know, one, uh, my brother in town and my sister an hour away, but that's not right here. So what happens, something happens to me. My mother has Alzheimer's. 
Okay. And right now I don't know if she has, has the understanding to call 911 if something happens. So if something happens to me, if I can't dial 911, I may just die. And hopefully somebody will find my mother and find out what's going on before they find out that I'm dead. Maybe my brother, he usually calls every single night to check on my mom. So she'll answer the phone. Where's your brother? I don't know. You know, and then she can come and look for me and then find out that I'm on the ground or I'm laying there not moving and tell my brother. My brother can call 911 and find out what's going on. See if I'm dead or not. Hopefully. Do you understand? So that's kind of scary for me as well, right? But what you have to do here is you have to force yourself. This is like the secret in the, in, you know, and I, and I call it the way um, negative thoughts beget negative actions. So when you go down that road and you start thinking negatively, then you, you put yourself into a deeper depression. And I know that when you're depressed, it's hard to get out of that. I've been there, and I know many people who fight with depression daily. It's really hard to pull yourself back out of that, especially when you have this kind of craziness beating you down, right? So I don't know if, if, if me saying any of these words are in any way helpful or encouraging in any way to anybody out there, but I want you guys to know, first of all, that I'm truly sorry that nobody really paid as much attention as they should have uh, in the beginning. It's, you know, it's not... It's not like it is, you know, our obligation, but it is our obligation. We are a society and we are our brother's keeper. People like to say, I'm not my brother's keeper. You are. We are. We are a family, all of us. And when a part of us is hurting, the rest of us should be running to that person for assistance, not ignoring them and stepping over them, which is what the, these people have taught us. Because the rich and the elite will step on you to get over you. Okay? And so because of that, that's what they emulate in television shows and movies and, and all the, you know, the reality shows. Everything's a competition to step on the other person, use and abuse them and cast them aside. All of those, those famous TV shows with the, you know, whatever, Survivor This, Survivor Island, Survivor That, Naked and Afraid. All of those shows, Big Brother, they're all the same. They're all the same. Get as many people with as many mo emotional background problems and psychological problems as you can. Put them in, a, in a, a space together where they can't get out of that. Make them socialize, but make it a competition and make them have to use each other and abuse each other. And then only one person can ultimately win in the end. And that's the slippery snake, the evilest one in there. And those are the most popular shows on television. So what's that doing to us psychologically? Do you understand? And then everything's a competition now, right? And the competitions are, are super steep and they're, and, you know, but they can't do anything. Uh, the good thing is like with the idol and, the, and America's Got Talent is you don't have them saying you have to use and abuse your other opponents to try and get over on them. They're like, you need to show your talent and prove to America or the world that you are the one that's worthy of their choice. That's different, right? That's a competition that's competitive and it's healthy. That's why sports are the same way. It's not like they're trying to cheat. You know what I mean? Although, you know, basketball with your guys is drawing the fouls. I mean, I love it. It's acting. Yeah! Right? I love that acting. Um, so that's kind of part of the sport. It's like, it's like uh, you know, like taunting was to, um, what was that one that they called it? Basketball? Is that what that thing was called? Do you remember that, guys? There was a movie with Trey Parker and his, and his boyfriend made the, the movies. They're the guys that did South Park. And they, they uh, 
you know, they did the taunting and talking smack was part of the game, right? And that's the way it is in most games, especially like football, hockey, baseball, kind of. The refs don't like it so much. Um, but football, you know, it used to be. Now it's unsportsmanlike conduct. But, man, when I was playing football, we said some hideous stuff to people. Okay, so, you know, I don't know if if these words are helping at all. Um, I would hope that they, they would be. I don't know how long I'm going to stay on here. You know, maybe I'll do it. Maybe I'll, I'll try and cheer you up with the, some of the things that I've noticed, and this might help you. If you have cable, I what I do is, but see, I'm, I'm sort of a comedian. When I'm not on air, I'm not as serious and yelling and screaming and, and doing all the things that I do. I'm usually cutting up. Anybody that knows me, I'm cutting up, laughing, pointing things out, telling jokes. And I noticed that, you know, these companies do things. There's tricks that they do things in advertising and I, I stop and rewind things now and, and I point them out, even if I'm the only one in the room, look at this. Right. Um, and you know, if I say their names, I'm sure they'll, they'll probably have a wingding about it if this video gets uh, popular or whatever. But I mean, you know, I, maybe I won't say any names. There was a certain, because they all do it. So if they all do it, it's generic. So truthfully, it, it, there, here's the tricks they do. Like when they're trying to sell you a hamburger or a burger or a sandwich, and they're trying to show you that that sandwich is the ginormous, biggest sandwich you've ever seen in your life. And the, the key is the way they grip it. Those of you with the MP3 file, you guys, you guys aren't going to be able to see the, the grip that I use. But they find somebody with, with small hands. My hands are not small. Right. My, my palms are huge. My fingers are pretty big. That's that's a that's a big amount of space. Right. But I'm not like huge fingers like the guys that play bass guitars have these long fingers. Mine aren't that long, but my hands are bit pretty big. Um, they're they're not, you know, they're above average size in, in truth. I mean, I don't have small hands, but I don't have very large hands either. So they find people with small hands, but you don't know that because they don't show you anything other than their hands and they even blur their arms. So you can't tell how uh, big they are, how small they are. And then they have them hold on to both sides of the hamburger with the thumbs on the bottom and their fingers on the top or the other way around, usually thumbs on the bottom, fingers on the top. And they grip it from the edges of the burger to make it look like, oh my gosh, I have to have two hands to grab this ginormous burger. And then they zoom in so you have no perspective as to how big or how small that is. But then they make mistakes because they have to. They try to show it to you in reality. And what they do is then they have product placement because they want you to buy the meal deal. So they have a soda and they have fries and they do a, a medium or a, it's not a small anymore, but a medium soda. And they, and they don't do the small fry because you can still get the small fry in the little teeny bag. They do a medium fry and they set those next to each other. But what they do is they don't put the burger right in front of. They do, but they put it in front of, but it's the other two are in the, in the background about two feet away from the burger. And then they zoom in on the burger really close down low. Right down low, so that the burger looks like it's huge compared to the stuff that's there. But you know what you do is there's certain telltale signs, and I laugh because they always show you this stuff. And I know this probably has nothing to do with anything, and you guys probably don't care to be hearing it. But they show you all the stuff stacked, piled high on this burger. And you ever notice when you go and pick that fucker up, whether it's in the drive-through or it's a walk-up place, you ever notice that when they hand it to you or they bring it to you on your plate, you look down and you see bun touching bun, don't you? What the hell is that? Bun touching bun. And I'm like, wait a minute. On the television, this thing was like five inches thick full of stuff. And then you open it up to see if there's even a burger in there. And the burger is in there. But it's like, you know, it's, it doesn't even fill up the whole bun 
all the way around, or it does on one side and the other side slid halfway the wrong way. And all the other stuff that's in there, the accoutrements that go along with it seem to, for some reason, be all smashed down in only a third of the quantity that they show you on the television program, right? What is that about, right? Come on, man. What is that about? And we don't complain about it. We just go, all right, that's just normal. When did we become pussies? Especially Americans, right? There's a, sorry, there's a cuss word. When did we become pussies? We don't complain about shit because we're afraid they're going to spit in our food now, right? Well, I say you don't go to the place. There's a place my brother goes to, and this is not a joke, and I'm not going to tell you the name again. He goes there, and they screw up his order every time he goes there, but he goes there anyway because his family likes the food that's there. But he knows they're going to screw up the order. I've talked to him on the phone when he's had this happen to him many times. And he goes in, and he complains about it, right? And, but, you know, let me talk to the manager because he got tired of complaining. Well, I'm sorry, sir. We lost your stuff, especially these days, right? You give a name and if you have a name that's like Smith and Jones, especially your first name, if your name is Joe, Mike, right? One of these names that everybody's got that name, John, Mike, Joe, you know, uh, I guess the younger generation would be Biff and Tad and, and, and that sort of stuff. But, you know, the, they all have the same name. So what happens is you call up an order, you go to pick it up and they handed your order off to somebody else who had the same name. Because they don't, they don't do it by the, not everyone does that. Like, I, you know, there's some places that do. I went into a pizza parlor and they go by your first and last name and your ticket number. Which that means they're not going to give my food out to anybody but me, right? But some places don't do that. And they go, uh, they go, oh, Joe? Yeah, here you go. And they don't realize there was two Joes there. And they just gave the food to the wrong Joe. Then you sh- the other Joe shows up and he gets your food and both of you are now dissatisfied. So you go back to the store, but not just that, just normal stuff that they do. Like, you know, I went to a, a restaurant, you know, drive through and um, again, I'm not going to name that I should because I'm really upset with them. But every time I go there, it's just like Joe Pesci said back in the movie way back in the days, Lethal Weapon. He says, OK, 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 OK. They fuck you in the drive through because they do every single time you go in there. Right. I've gone in there and, and I've ordered. Well, wait, let me finish the story about my brother first and then I'll move on to this. So my brother goes in and he talks to the to the manager. You know, what the manager says to him, well, I really can't do anything for you, bro. What you need to do is go online and complain on the website because they comp you stuff. So that no one cares anymore. There's no accountability. They don't say, I'll talk to that employee and make sure that employee doesn't mess up anymore. Nope. They don't care. There's no, when I was in fast food, man, you were, they were watching you like you were stealing the place. Everybody had to do their job and there was accountability. And the store had to run a certain way. And if you got so many complaints, the district manager or above would be like, what is going on over there? Nowadays, they don't care. When I was in retail, you handed out the number of corporate. Then you called corporate and said, you're going to get a phone call. And that's what this is about. And you gave them the heads up. So they weren't, uh, you know, they weren't blindsided. Nowadays, they won't even give corporate phone numbers out anymore because people got to just complain too much. Or the people in the corporate headquarters are like, I don't want to talk to those people. They don't care anymore, and there's no accountability. When did we become pussies? Right? When did this happen? So those guys, you guys that are out there that are, that are depressed, it's not your fault. You're depressed because we became pussies. <laughs> We're a bunch of pussies across the world, man. We've become complacent, and they've mind, uh, 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 Jedi mind-tricked us all. They've gaslit us all and, and got us to be complacent and, and afraid to complain. If you complain, then we're going to eradicate you and erase you and harass you for complaining to the point where people are taking it out on other people, right? So those of you who are depressed, it's, you know, you should watch us. 
The depressing thing is the rest of the people that are still out there doing stuff, bro. If you become a people watcher, my father taught me that when I was uh, young, that people watching is going to make you look at your life completely different than your life is because people look on the surface like they're having a perfect day and everything. We try hard. I do. I try hard to make everybody think that there's nothing wrong in my life whatsoever because I, I, I believe in that energy that if I, if I don't hold it close to the vest, that the energy is going to get out there and you don't need people jumping and piling on because they will. Because people will, if they think you're weak, like dingoes and coyotes, if they think you're weak, they'll jump on you and eat you, right? And that's the truth of it. So you don't want to show weakness and that causes a problem. But unfortunately, that's the way we are. We are the only predator humans have are us. We're the only predator, right? So you need to realize that. But if you watch us, we're also stupid and funny. When we think other people aren't seeing us, we do stupid shit. And, and that's the, the fun part, right? When people do that. Uh, so, but you know, that no, there's no accountability. No one cares. So I'd go to this place and, they, and every time I would go in there and they had, um, you know, you're going to figure out who it is, you know, cause they had chicken nuggets for like 10 for like a, a dollar 25. Right. So you're going to figure out who that is. So I go through and I order 20 of them. Right. That's, that's like 250 plus tax. Right. But you're not going to pull them out and count them while you're at the drive through. Right. So you get home and you find out that they didn't give you the right amount or they just ripped you off completely. One time I got 11 in one bag and no other bag. And I was like, I ordered 20. What the hell? You call up and they don't really give a crap, man. Nobody cares. There's no accountability. And these corporations are so huge that they really don't care what you have to say because they know you're going to take it and come back. That's why you need to stop doing that, guys. You need to stop doing that. Don't do it because they're, they're lying to you. Would you go to a place and you order a burger and it doesn't look like if, if I ordered something from Amazon and it came and it wasn't what it, what it was told that it was going to be, I can return it to Amazon. So why is it that we don't do that? And we just go, oh, I'll just eat it this one time because I'm a pussy. I don't want to rock the boat because they might be Black Lives Matter or something and call me a racist. I don't know what's going on. I'm just going to go ahead and eat this. And I don't know what the cook is. He could be Asian or something and get offended or be black or another race or something and get offended. When did we become pussies? This is not what the fucking commercial said it was going to be and I don't want it. I'm out of here. Let's go. And then your family's going to look at you. What is your problem? You're a dick now. What is your problem? Asshole. Why do you have to be like that? Because I wanted the burger they said they were going to give me. And this isn't that. So I don't want this now. <laughs> what is wrong with being that way? What is, why is that all of a sudden wrong? No, don't rock, don't, 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 don't rock the boat now. Hold on. All of a sudden, everybody's become uh, the nutty professor. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. I think you should rethink what you're doing here. And maybe we should just sit down and, and have a good meal, okay? Instead of you know um making a big deal out of it because when you do that you know they they they, they do things to your food and i kind of like this here and i'm okay with my burger being the size of a quarter for seven dollars it's just seven dollars i mean you know what's why don't shh, don't sit down don't complain and make a scene they're gonna spit in our french fries don't do that I don't want that. Or they're going to spit on our Coca-Cola. No, you get up and you walk out and you tell the manager, you know what? I'm leaving because your false advertising is pissing me off. Your commercial on television, I know it's corporate and they're trying to do that shit. But at least 
attempt, make the, uh, the effort to make it look like that. And if you can't, maybe you guys should tell corporate, hey, nobody's showing up to get that shit because you're lying so bad. But no, they, I don't know, boss. I'm, I'm not sure what's going on and why they're all getting up and leaving. They, they just suck, I guess. Yeah, it's not anything to do with your guys' false commercials or anything. What? I didn't say that. What? No. I did. Who said that? Did somebody say? I didn't say that, boss. Come on, man. When did we not? We lost our balls. Something happened and America's balls dropped off. And I guess everybody around the world did, too, because they're, you guys are all in the same boat. What's going on, guys? Come on. We're better than this. We're better than this. And those of you who are sitting at home and you guys are having anxieties, just, just you know, Go and do what you're going to do. I'll tell you that right now. Go out and have fun and do what you're going to do. Are you going to get coronavirus and die? Maybe. Maybe. You could also slip in the tub and die. Maybe. Right? You get hit by a car. You get hit by a bus. Maybe. You can go outside and have a dog maul you. A bear these days because nobody's outside. You can walk outside and a mountain lion could be out there and you're, that's it. Pounce on you from the back of your house. You didn't even know it was there. You're done. That's life on this planet. It's a rough place and you got to be on your toes. So it's truthfully, if you're depressed because you're locked down, go somewhere and do something. Right? Go to the park. Walk around the park. Go to the fucking mall. If they're open and you can walk around, walk around. If they're closed, walk around the outside, pretend you're shopping. Look in the windows. Cop comes up and says, what are you doing? I'm shopping. Well, you know that store's closed, right? Yeah, but when it opens, I'm buying that motherfucker right there. Right? I mean, think about that. Well, is it illegal now to, to window shop, cop? You don't have on the mask. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, sorry, officer. I, I don't know what came over me. I was I grew balls for a minute, and now I, I don't have them again because they shrunk. Um, um, I, I, have a, I have a mask at some, some, some point here. I know I, I have one. I have one. Your papers, sir. Oh, jeez, now I'm in trouble. Okay, hold on. Do, do you want my mask first or my paper? Shouldn't I put my mask on before I give you papers and rubber gloves so that you don't get a coronavirus from me? Right? Because I don't know if I have it, and I have not been tested, and I better get my stuff here. Well, hold, just hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm going. What the, when did we become like that? Look, buddy, I'm not trying to be a pain in your butt. I just need to see your identification. All right? You ain't wearing a mask. That's not how we hear it. Right? We hear it like a thunderclap from, from God because we're, we're afraid of, of our own shadows now. I'm not wearing a mask. Hold on. Let me pull my T-shirt up over my nose. How's that? Well, that doesn't work. Oh, I'm sorry, officer. You are now an expert on what does and does not work. Do you have that guidelines in your pocket that you can show me that the professors said a T-shirt over the nose is unacceptable? You have that from the CDC so I can see it? Okay, so here's my mask. I have it on. Here's my ID. Didn't do anything wrong. Window shop and have a nice day, officer. No, because then he'll shoot you. Well, no, only if you're black. Right? No, because if you're a dick to him, then they beat you over the head. And if you resist, they shoot you. doesn't matter what color you are. Is that done proportionately? Probably, because there's a lot of fucking racist people that are still on this planet. We haven't eradicated that. It's going to be a long time before we do that. And, I, and that's why I'm glad that Black Lives Matter is out there and they're fucking protesting, because we need to have some serious motherfucking conversations up in here. Right? All over the planet. And that's why I'm glad you guys are doing it. But the violence, man, don't, let's, don't do that. That's fair con. Don't do that. Right. That's 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 Black Panthers. Don't do that. 
that's there's no way that's not the way to peace that's not the way to concessions that's not the way to conversation violence begets violence and if you go down that road and you're not willing to talk because all you want to do is kill everybody then what's going to happen is you're going to get the other side getting into that mode and pretty soon you know that's what they're shooting for they want a race war when there isn't one it's a class war you guys need to understand that it's not just black people who are having problems it's not just them they're targeting it's not just you guys they're targeting, bro. They're targeting all of us that are not them. That doesn't mean that just because, you know, you look at my skin and think that I'm white when I'm not. I'm, I'm freckled and I show people this all the time. I don't know if I can get that camera to focus. But I have the color of every single race on the face of the earth on my body someplace. It's not going to focus. And those of you on the MP3 podcast you can't see that anyways but trust me i'm very freckly and if i'm so freckly my buddy made up a term he called it freckleplectic okay i don't know if you know what freckles are because some people on the on the planet have never seen them before that's a skin condition that 10 percent of us have in the population where we we are actually of caucasian descent but um our skin reacts just like the skin of every other race okay in different Little teeny spots all over. So, so I have spots that are as dark as black as purple as the, as the darkest African. And I have every skin color in between, every shade from every race in between that and the uh, Aryan race. Okay? On my body everywhere. The more sun I get, the more of those I get and the darker those get. Okay? So I literally have portions of my skin that react just like that. The DNA in that skin for whatever reason in that, in that, the melanin in that uh, epidermis reacts the way that other races do. I don't have the DNA of every single race in my DNA, but my skin reflects that. Okay. So in that sense, everyone who has freckles are literally every race. Because we have every skin color. We don't have that one skin tone over our entire body. But the more we're in the sun, the more we reflect all of those races. Some African-American, people are African, I guess, period. People know what that's like because they have that skin uh, condition that turns their skin white like mine. In blotches and patches all over their body. And that's like a freckle in a big way as opposed to mine being really small. And you guys who have that have the same problem. And because of the interbreeding with races, you guys have freckles in almost every race now. Those were not yours exclusively. They came from my people who are only 10% of the population. And we've interbred with people all over the planet. So we're more alike than we're not, guys. Just because you have a skin color that's different doesn't mean that you're different than me. And I, because I'm, I'm different than everybody else. I can't really claim one race. You guys lump me in because I'm, well, you're white, mostly. But yet you have people who are mostly white looking and claim that they're uh, more African than they are white. And nobody has a problem with that. They go, yep, yep, look at Barack Obama. That man's more than half white, <laughs> okay? And he claims to be black. He looks like my brother. He looks more like my brother than I do. That's no joke. He looks like my family. He looks like my father, right? And, and I don't know if my dad was around and met his mom someplace, but I'm telling you, Barack Obama resembles my family more than I do, okay? And, and then my point is that 
it's okay for some reason for somebody to go, well, I'm, uh, I'm African-American. And I'm like, what's your DNA say? Right? I've always, always wanted that. Because if it's less than 50%, you're not African-American. You're whatever the, the 55% is, bro. Because it's 55%. That's the majority of your blood. But it's okay for people to do that. But if I say, look, I'm like 25% black because 25% of my skin is black, people go, shut up, Whitey. Shut up, Whitey. What is that about? That's prejudice. That's racist. <laughs> right? So my point is, guys, we're all in this together. We're all their targets. And those of you who are locked down because you're, you're depressed, don't, man, just do live. Live. Go and do what you're doing anyways because the chances of you dying are the same chances that you had prior to this starting, only it's a little bit more now because everybody's asymptomatic. So, you know, uh, are people going to come back to me and sue me? I went out and did what you told me to do, and now I got COVID. Now, would you do that if I said, bro, why don't you go out and have a good time and you got AIDS? Would you come back and sue your friend? I did what you told me, man. Now I got AIDS. I'm suing you over that. There'd be a lot of people that are getting sued for a lot of shit, right? Because we do that all the time. Bro, go out and have fun. You go to go out and have fun, somebody kicks your ass. Is that your friend's fault? No, it's your fault. You went to a place where you got your ass kicked. You did something that pissed somebody off. Or you were in a place, you know what I mean? You, you showed up and you were gay and the place just didn't tolerate that. Well, don't go to those places. Don't go there to try and get attention unless that's what you're trying to do. Let's go down, get our asses kicked and get it on film so we can make those people look stupid. If that's all you got going on in life, more, more power to you. I'm okay with that, right? I, I just wouldn't do that. <laughs> I'm going to go get my ass kicked on purpose and film it and hope that they don't crush my camera because then it'll be all for nothing. Uh, and then maybe well, you should stand back and hide in the bushes and film me getting my ass kicked and then we can uh, call the police and have them arrested and then we can get, you know, uh, some people do that, Jesse Smollett, but other people don't. Okay? Other people don't. And, you know, but I do think you should film the cops. Don't get me wrong, man. Get those cameras out. Don't let those motherfuckers hide shit. Get those cameras out. Film everything. That's how we're going to catch UFOs too, right, guys? Film everything, man. Film everything. Turn them cameras on the second something happens. Why? Because they can't hide brutality. But the answer to that is not to burn and pillage, right? I know people say they're not listening. They listen when the news cameras are showing up. Trust me. People are listening, but the problem is that, guys, when you're burning things down, it just causes other people, there's a, you know, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction, okay? And the people that are behind this understand that, and they're trying to drive this narrative, uh, and they're trying to, to uh, make this happen. They want it to. And if that doesn't work, they just want to lock you all down. Their plan originally was to lock you down indefinitely anyways, and that's what they're working on now. They're not planning on letting you go. They're planning on wrenching the power back uh, uh, in this government. This is, a, this is a coup that's happening right now. This is, they're wrenching the power back. That's their plan at all costs, even if they have to kill every one of us. They tried to do that a while back anyway. Now I'm getting too far down that road, and the algorithm's going to kick this thing out. It's going to say I'm a conspiracy theorist. So I don't think they'll get this far, but if they do, then you guys will get to watch this for a second, and then it'll be done, it'll be done unfortunately. I'll have to re-edit it and just take that shit out if I do. That's what I'll do. If, I, if it happens, I'll edit that part out. So I know you guys are in a, in a dire straits because of everything that's going on, but the, the end is near of that, right? I mean, it's, if you look, let's, let's look at this. 
in the beginning, in the beginning, the earth was void. No. In, in, when this whole thing started, everybody got locked down everywhere. The whole planet got locked down. Didn't help. Didn't help. It just destroyed millions of jobs and put people into the frenzy that we're in now and, and created angst and anxieties and, and depression. Um, good money for all the big box companies and the alcohol industry, right? But now, I mean, look at things. Everybody's opening up. <clears throat> they're letting crowds back some places or not. Um, but, you know, they're, they're letting more and more. I just saw a NASCAR race getting ready to start just before I started filming, and there's more people in the stands than I've seen since January. Uh, and, you know, they're getting people, letting people in. Uh, there was, uh, where else was it there? I just watched, and they had, they had fans in the stands. Um, they haven't done it in baseball yet or basketball yet, you know. Uh, uh, the football games, they didn't have very many, but they're starting in college. Some college uh, uh, games, there was a college game on earlier. I don't know who it was, but they had fans in the stand, not, not the silhouettes, not the fake ones. So everything's, everything's starting to open up, and there's no change. The number of deaths keep going down. The number, they just can't wait for this, this uh, new flu season to hit in October and November um, because then the numbers will shoot back up, and they can go, oh, folly, plague, squalor, quickly, lockdown, major lockdown. You know, that's what they're going to do, so get ready for that. OK, um, that, that is going to happen. So you guys have to get ready for that. But this, you know, everything that's going on that's that's keeping you down is really is just uh, as fake it, because you're 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 just not able to go out to the place and hang out with the people. But you still can. My my uh, well, she's my current wife. We haven't divorced yet, but she lives in the state of Virginia on the other side of the United States. and I'm out here in California. She's still, she's, you know, stop doing a lot of other stuff, but she still shoots billiards uh, one day a week, period. And she does that. She goes and, and they may be socially distancing now. So things are a little bit different and they will be for a little while until things get back to normal. Once this blows over and the election cycles over in most countries, because that's happening now. And once this, once this blows through, they won't need it anymore. There'll be something else, uh, another red herring. So this will just drop. It'll become the, the standard number, just like all the other flu viruses have a standard number that's acceptable, that in, and they'll just do the same thing. They'll tell everybody, make sure you, you quarantine your elderly and the people who have autoimmune diseases, and you'll get through it just like you do every other virus, because that's the truth of it. That is the truth of it. Um, <clears throat> so you just have to live with the new normal for now until things get back to normal. Things are already now slipping back to normal here in the United States. So they can't wait for the next three months to get it to go bad again. So that they can't, they can slam everything back down and hope that destroys the society altogether. Right? So the new normal, just get used to the new normal for now. And then just do like you would anyways, you're an adventurist. That's why you are depressed right now because this seems to be hitting you so hard. So look for adventure in other ways that's not, you know, that's not dangerous, that's not deviant, right? There's other ways. Read, you know, have you tried reading a book? Oh, I can't sit still long enough for that. Then go to put on audio, right? Put on audio. I have to be on the move. I have to go places. Ha-ha. Then get in your car and drive around. You can still do the same things you were doing before. You just can't get close to people anymore like that. You can't, well, I can't go and hang out at the bar. Make your house the bar, man. I can't go hang at the bar. Call your friends. Come over to my house. We're having, I'm having the bar tonight. Go out and get this shit. Bring your friends to your house or call one of your friends that you know has all the booze and said, hey, listen, we can't go to the bar, but can we come to your house and hang out? And then maybe can you let us flop there? Find somebody that you can do that. If you can do it at your house, bring your friends over. 
get freaking hammered, pass out, get up the next day. Jesus, that was stupid. Got to go. Right? Turn, find ways to turn your life into your life again. If you can't go to your favorite bar, bring it to you. If you can't go to your favorite movie theater, bring it to you. I have a widescreen TV. I'm going to have a movie and invite my friends over. We have to stay social distance so everybody back the fuck up six feet, but we're all together. We're all watching a movie, laughing or eating popcorn. Do you see? You have to be, you know, you have to be creative. That's all. You don't have to be overwhelmed with all of what's going on because it's just a change. That's all. I know a lot of you don't like change and it freaks you out. Unfortunately, life changes. This is a chaotic world where life changes. So I get your plight. I get your, your, your angst. But just know that we're all in the same boat. We have the same thing going on. Some of us just deal with it better because we've been doing it longer. If this was me for the first time having this, I would probably be having anxiety problems like I see my sister having and my brother. Right? I would be the same way because I was always, I worked outside for the last 10 years of my life. I was in the wilderness, man. I was outside with the birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees, right? I was out there getting rained on in the sun and baking down on me and whatever was out there, dogs and people and cars and, you know, bears and lions and tigers and bears. Oh my, the whole nines, right? But then I had to lock down, uh, you know, and then I was living in Arizona and I was, you know, that whole story there was, you guys don't need to know, but I couldn't go out much and I, I couldn't, uh, you know, uh, go anywhere because I didn't have a vehicle. And then finally I had a vehicle and you know what I mean? And I didn't have any money because I was suing everybody for disability and social security insurance and the whole nine. So, you know, I went through that then. I was angry, you know, that kind of stuff. So I went, I've been doing it longer. That's the only reason why this isn't affecting me the way it is. You guys that it's all brand new to. However, I survived it. And I believe that you guys are strong enough to survive it too. Whether you believe it or not, I know how strong the human mind is and our will, even the weakest of us. We are no stronger than the weakest of us. And if I was able to survive that, that means that that's how strong we are. Because what if I was the weakest of us? Right? Nope, I'm the weakest of us, man. No, you're not. No, you're not. There's somebody weaker than you and you know it. You've met them. You've seen them. I don't care how weak you think you are. There's somebody that you look at and went, ah, I'm not that. Okay? So you're not that weak. Because you're not that guy or that girl, all right? So I don't know if this is going to help at all. I hope it does. Because, uh, you know, I just want to get through this too. And I'm trying to not just yell and scream and throw the, the facts around and, and show you the math and show me the money. I'm just not trying to do all that all the time. You know what I mean? Because that's, you know, not, not what you guys need to hear. What you guys need to hear is that we love you. I love you. And that we care about you. Okay, that you're not alone. You know, the TV says we're in this together, but it's just a box telling you that. Well, I'm telling you that we're in this together. All of us. We'll make it through this. This too shall pass. We will make it through this. This is not the end of us. It's not the end of you. It's not the end of the human race. It's not. I give you my word. I know you don't know me. So, you know, what's my word to you? Ask anyone who knows me, okay? It's not the end. We're not going to die. I mean, eventually we're going to die. We're all going to die eventually. That's just no way out of this place. You'd have to die to get out of this place. <laughs> so the only way we all get out of here is that we die. The problem is, guys, 
that, and this is a true fact, and if you do it, you'll just see, because you'll just be right back here. If you kill yourself, you just come back. You don't come back as you. You come back and start all over, and you don't remember that you killed yourself. So that's the part that sucks. Don't do that. Don't do that. That just causes problems for people around you psychologically, and it makes them want to kill themselves too because they miss you, and it hurts. So don't do that. Just, you know, I, I'm not going to tell you to be brave. You don't have to be brave. Just live. Do something else. Live. Call someone. Call me. Text me. I'll talk to you. There's many people out there. You guys know who you are. I have talked to. I've talked to a lot of people who, you know, who were thinking about killing themselves. Right? You guys know who you are. So it's not that bad. It just seems like it. I mean, the truth is, no matter how bad your life is, you can look around and see that there is something that's worse. The Irish have a saying. I'm going to leave you with this. Okay? The Irish have a saying, and it's a truism, even though it sounds stupid and it's funny. But it's a truism. There's only two things that can happen in your life. Okay? Your life either gets better or it gets worse. If it gets better, you have nothing to worry about. Do you see? If it gets worse, you only have two things to worry about. It continues to get worse or it gets better. And if it gets better, there's nothing to worry about. Okay? But if it gets worse, there's only two things that can happen. It can kill you or it can't. Well, if it doesn't kill you, then you have nothing to worry about because it's getting better. So if it kills you, there's only two things that can happen. What's that? Well, I'm dead. So I'm either going to go to heaven or I'm going to go to hell. If you go to heaven... You got nothing to worry about. But if you go to hell, you're going to be so damn busy shaking hands with all your friends and family, you're not going to have anything to worry about. So why worry? That's a, that's a saying. That's a real saying. That's probably my brother. All right, guys. I love you. Namaste. Have a good day.